0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
1: Hi, I'm Bills Defensive End Greg Rousseau, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go, Bills.
2: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
0: Nate. Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us in another off-season episode where we're going to discuss free agency, which is only a week and a half away. It's exciting times. We're going to give some thoughts on some players available at a lot of different positions of need that uh, you guys might see. Hopefully, one or two of these players gets signed by the Buffalo Bills, so you'll have a little bit of a background on that before we discuss them more in depth. After free agency, uh, but first, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the central New York or western New York area, do yourselves a favor. Head on over to Waterloo, New York. Check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. It is a blast. You will enjoy it. We've been there a dozen times, and we've loved every single time. Uh, it's a fun. It's a fun time. You're going to love it. Um, first, I'm joined by my co-host, John and Mike. I guess second, joined by my co hosts John and Mike fellas uh there's a lot to go over it's going to be fun um we have some names that we're going to bring up but uh mike also has the chat gpt bot uh going in case we have to uh maybe answer i guess maybe be the determining vote in anything that you know mike john and i are discussing that we don't have an immediate you know sway one way or another towards uh and uh and go from there so john mike guys it's so good to talk to you guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad, Mike. I mean, no, I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited. Oh, great Mike. to be here. Good. Good. All right. All right. So I have, I'm have. i going to start off with an a, a email from a listener. And this is from they were listening to our uh, podcast last week. where We were talking about positional team needs. And John and I went through and we labeled them all. In order, we started with uh, wide receiver, offensive line. So that's kind of like one A, one B. We could see either one of those interchange. So wide receiver, two offensive line, and then we went safety, middle linebacker, defensive tackle, defensive end. Defensive tackle and defensive end were kind of A and B also. And then there, were, like I put a big line after that because those are the major needs. And then after that, or the most important needs. And then after that, we had like running back, tight end. Depth linebacker, backup quarterback, punter, cornerback, depth, stuff like that. So um, you know, the first the first five, I want to say six were the most important. And then after that it's just depth, right? Or just you need some players. It's not as important as how we would build a team. So um so we didn't have backup quarterback as to like the tenth or eleventh need. <laughs> 10 six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tenth need. This email is from Kevin, and Kevin writes, um, Hey, uh, Nate, Mike, and John, uh, love the podcast. Love you guys' discussion each week, uh, week in, week out, uh, during the season, after the season. Uh, This is really a fun time to be a Bills fan. Uh, Notice last week that you guys put backup quarterback uh, as one of your last needs uh, for the Bills uh, this coming free agency in the draft. I agree with you, but the caveat that I'll add to that is – that you are unlikely to draft a backup quarterback to Josh Allen. It's most likely going to be coming from a free agent entity, kind of like Case Keenum was uh, last year and the year before that, Mitchell Trubisky. I think it's likely that the Bills, I think it's unlikely that the Bills are going to draft a quarterback and more likely that they're going to sign one. So, who are some of your favorites? I have some of mine, but I'd like to hear yours first. Thanks. Uh, thanks for everything, and go Bills. So that one was from Jeff. So uh, that was something we discussed last week, and I love this point because it's very unlikely that the Bills are going to uh, draft a backup quarterback, so I thought Jeff brought up a good point. Um, I think that what's interesting is, so I'm not going to go into the cap rigmarole of how are they going to change all that, like, All the people on the podcast network and other podcast networks have settled that. But basically the bills are $17 million in the hole. Within the next few weeks, they're going to have to become obviously cap positive. And, I mean, we're going to see some changes this next week. I mean, by the time this podcast um, airs, like they could be already restructuring Josh Allen's contract, maybe even Stefan Diggs' contract, Von Miller's contract, blah, 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 like to get to where they need to be, you know, in a good place cap wise and then there's also a way that uh, they can get like you know roughly twenty to thirty million dollars more in cap by doing more restructures and cuts and all that stuff, but anyway, i'll let you guys read those articles and listen to those podcasts, but anyway, so we're playing with twenty to thirty million dollars we'll just assume that we're playing with twenty to thirty million dollars um, John and i 'll ask you first because I know you've done a lot of research with on this, but um, was there a quarterback that you saw? like as a backup that like might have caught your eye or someone that that you thought could be a good replacement for Case Keenum this this upcoming year. Yeah, so
2: I mean I want, I, I want to start that the the rankings that I was coming up with wasn't necessarily geared specifically towards free agency or the draft. It was just a general ranking. My my line of thinking of having backup quarterback so low is that if Allen goes out then you know their season's pretty much over at that point anyway. Um but um, it's FUBAR, basically. If, if, <laughs> but, 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 but you could also make the argument, you know, if Allen's only out for a game or two, he gets injured and they need one of those wins critically to whatever, win the division or whatever. Um, it is important to have a good backup quarterback. So there, there's, there is a point there to be had. Um there's a, a, I guess, a couple of names. I, I'm not exactly sure what their market value would be, but like, like a like a Gardner Minshew or a Cooper Rush, maybe? Something like that. What do you, what do you think?
0: Is Gardner Minshew a free agent? I believe so. Oh, I'd love that. Are you kidding me? I love Gardner Minshew. I didn't even see him on the list. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love I love uh Gardner Minshew. And I would take him um I like ooh, what was the other one? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Uh mm, I mean, he did well with the the Cowboys. Uh, didn't he? Was he undefeated? No, he was just lost one game, right? As a uh, as a backup, I believe. But I mean, hey, I mean, just in his stead, like that's that's exactly what you were just talking about. Because um, yeah, wasn't he like four and one or something? Like
2: when Prescott was out, or am I thinking about somebody
0: else? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Which is like there, yeah. some of those were good teams. You know, I mean, it wasn't Philadelphia, but you know, some of those were pretty good teams. But yeah, I I love that. Uh, I love Gardner Minshew. I would definitely entertain a guy like uh, Cooper Rush. I think you could get Cooper Rush very cheaply. or he's. Uh, I wonder if he's one of those guys that could get a possible starting opportunity or look. It's the only thing I would wonder, like for a few more million than the Bills are willing to look to spend. But I do like those options. Um, no, I like that a lot, Gardner Minshew. Um, one thing, one player that... Uh, if I couldn't get Gardner Minshew for sure, <clears throat> that I would take above him is Jacoby Brissett. And one of the reasons I say this is because Spotrac has him as like a, a one-year five-point-four million-dollar uh, salary. Like you know, you could sign him for a year for five-point-four million, which is definitely doable if you think about the fact that they paid Case Keenum six million last year. Um, I love Jacoby Brissett. He's uh, he's very much like Josh Allen as a passer. In 2022 according to PFF grades he had the 12th best pass grade and the 3rd best run grade for all quarterbacks. So I mean that's almost on the same level as Josh Allen. It's definitely not Josh Allen but like it's close. It's darn close. Uh, that's my number one favorite guy to go after. PFF has his projected salary at like two years, eight million dollars, which is even less, which seems crazy because he was basically a starter for Cleveland. I think, with, and if you remember the Bills game against the Browns this last year, like he almost carved, he did carve up the Buffalo Bills secondary. He looked great against the Bills. I remember us talking post game and saying like this: this guy's good. Like he played at an all-star level. Against the Buffalo Bills, Um, the only thing that that stinks about that, which is different than the Gardner Minshew situation, is he's probably going to get a starting gig somewhere. Um, There's just not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL for him to not at least become a starter on a one or two year contract, ten to twelve million, probably for one or two years, and then uh, they're probably going to that team's probably going to draft someone, you know, like a Tua situation, right? and like, or like a Brown situation where he was just taking over until Deshaun Watson got in, uh, so I love Jacoby Brissett. I don't think we're going to get him. So my second favorite, based on that, is Gardner Minshew, for sure. I love Gardner Minshew. I think he provides a lot.
2: I like I like the the Brissett option.
0: Uh, what What do you think about Mike White? Um, uh, an option. An option, I wasn't – so my only experience with Mike White is he looked pretty good until he played the Bills, and then he looked like hot garbage. So, you know, I haven't been following him enough. I just know that he looked okay until the Bills played him. So, like, an option for sure. Depth option, you know, you're looking at a player like that that would be on the same level as, like, a Cooper Rush, right? Like a guy that had some opportunities, like, did decently and just, you know, wasn't good enough to take over the starting position. I guess you could say the same thing about you know Gardner I mean, all, Minshew.
2: Yeah, all four of those guys that we mentioned are between twenty-seven or gonna be between twenty-seven and thirty years old by the time the season starts.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? Like I mean, we don't care what the age is necessarily. No, but right, but they're all um, but they're all in position. that
2: they're all in that same area as far as experience.
0: I mean, we talked about this last year when the Bills were looking at you know free agent quarterbacks with Mitchell Trubisky leaving for the uh, Steelers, and it's. Very possible Sam Darnold comes to Buffalo. Um, I wouldn't love that, but I'd be okay with that. You know, that's that's an area where the Bills have familiarity with him, or at least Josh Allen does. You know that the Bills scouted Sam Darnold when they were going to draft Josh Allen, but he was drafted before him. Maybe they liked him. Josh Allen and Sam Darnold are friends. Uh I don't know, it's a possibility. He he would be a cheap option. You're talking another cheap option. I don't think he's gonna get another starting uh competition. I could be wrong. I like to throw that caveat in there, but I could be wrong. I should say that after everything, uh, but I could be wrong. Could be Andy Dalton, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, like Taylor Heineke was someone I consider too. Like there's, there's some Heine- decent... Heineke's.
2: Yeah, I... Heine- Heineke might get offered too much from somebody else. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. He might be in that level. So that's that other level. Like you think he's like Jacoby Brissett level, or maybe just a little bit below that. Like would Gardner Minshew get offered? A starting gig, probably not. Just staying as the backup, between behind Jalen Hurts, right? Probably not. So I think if we were to to tier them, John, would you say? And Mike definitely like I, I like Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, and then like all those other guys. I think we might be able to come up with a third one from those. Taylor Heineke probably won't get it, but I would put him up there. I feel like, I, do you honestly, like these are
2: I, very aspirational. In the sense maybe of, like, they're, they're of all those. very good. Yeah, like, I think these guys have shown real flashes. Like, I know all of these guys fairly well, right? Like, don't you think they feel, type A, feel like they can go somewhere and start? And Buffalo is, like, one of the handful of places where you know you're not going to be the starter, barring injury.
0: So where it's a good fit, maybe, is, like, the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world, the guys that started and failed, And that need another opportunity to show that they can do it.
2: That I I agree. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So maybe it's not... But, I mean, which one of these guys succeeded where you're really like, he's going to definitely... Like, I I think Gardner Minshew is... Maybe that is a perfect... Well, he's a little bit older. Uh, Cooper Rush, maybe. Mm. I mean, all these guys are basically within
2: the same tier, tier and a half anyway, right? Everybody that we've mentioned. They're all around the same.
0: Well, like... I've, I've heard people say Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is an option, too.
2: He could um, be. Just
0: from, like... He could be. I mean, a mobility standpoint, he's not the best passer, but, like, I, it's almost like if you're the Buffalo Bills, you have all of these guys on a tier, right? Like, you probably have Jacoby Brissett, maybe Taylor Heineke, and, like, two or three of these other guys on a tier. And then you have, like, the lower tier, like the Mike Whites the Cooper Rushes, the... Uh, Sam Darnold maybe even, and you're just like, okay, who can we get for $3 million, right? Maybe $3.5 or whatever. Not a lot. You're not going to give these guys a lot of money, right? So just say whoever you can get from there because these guys will be usable hopefully in a spot or two, all the guys that we mentioned. So I would stay away from Mike White. For some reason, I don't like me just because I watched him play. Uh, and he just looked, he didn't look good. That's
2: cause he was on the jets. I mean, any, anybody on the <laughs> jets for quarterback
0: is not going to be, <laughs> has looked pretty bad against the bills, the bills defense. That's fair. And like that's white
2: fair. and white, even against the bills though, like he, like he was taking some hits. He was playing hurt, but he, he gritted it out man. like, he had to respect that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did. He's, he's a tough player. I liked Sam Darnold when he was with the jets. Like I respected Sam Darnold. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, I, yeah, and I Donald, was happy to Donald's see him. The go. youngest
2: out of all these guys that we've talked about,
0: twenty six. It's crazy, right? I thought Mike Wake. I thought he was like an undrafted guy, but I mean, maybe it's just the age that he was drafted or something. But he might
2: have been undrafted, but just earlier. <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> uh, but I think he's like he's either. gonna be twenty eight, or he is twenty eight.
0: So, uh, but I think we can both agree, like or all agree that in general, it's probably unlikely that they. Draft a backup quarterback because they're not going to draft one early, and it's unlikely you rely on like a fifth round like Jake Fromm to be the backup, right? It's just it's just not likely. Um, I think at some point in in time they should draft a quarterback to like become like a decent backup after a couple of years for Josh Allen. I just don't know if this is the year. So anyway, um, I love the I love the uh, email. Thank you, Kevin, for sending that. Um, let's start at the top. Let's go to. One A we have right now, one A is wide receiver number two. Uh, uh, We're hoping at least a boundary receiver, which John, I was looking through the PFF grades to kind of try to find some diamond in the rough. And every time I came across a guy who was like top 30 or 40 in like a receiving grade, his slot percentages were like... (laughs) And this is all, this isn't, like, all the free agents. This is all wide receivers. He's, like, a top 30, 40, or 50, like, receiving grade. Like, he was always, like, a slot receiver coming out. I'm like, well, we don't need one of those. I mean, we could use one, but we have someone penciled in at that position. We have two guys, if you can count in Zay McKenzie and Khalil Shakir. So, uh, John, who who are some of the, the players that you had in mind when you were looking at, uh, at wide receiver number two?
2: So, yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, like, receiver is one of the very few positions where i don't have really any names for for free agency um anybody that i remotely was interested in i would look at the market value on spot track and be like oh nope that's way too much um i i think that's gonna be something they're gonna have to address in the draft um
0: I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm so glad you said that John because when I was that's it's. I I came across the same exact logic that you did and we didn't share notes before this we were just like oh we talked about some wide receivers there's there's no one available that I was even remotely interested in for the amount that Track and mind you like PFF track, like we should have used this disclaimer like the salaries that they have are definitely they're doing their best guesses, but they could easily be $5 million more than that or $10 million less. You have no idea. No idea whatsoever. They're just doing the best that they can. Um, but yeah, I didn't see anyone. Like, Alan Lazard at $12.5 million? Like, no thanks. Like, that was... Like, ev- any wide receiver in this free agent class that had, like, any sort of success was just way too overpriced. And I think that you're right. The Bills are going to have to go with a... Uh, A day one or day two pick For the wide receiver And they could probably get someone more talented Than in free agency
2: Yeah and you look at like the the, I mean who are the biggest names too Like is Jacoby Myers, DJ Shark um, Robert Woods Like and then Lazard like you mentioned Like Smith Schuster. I don't know maybe Darius Slayton Maybe Darius Slayton could be an option
0: I saw Darius Slayton um, But I mean he's going to even I think But he's uh, I think he's more of a slot receiver isn't he so I don't think that that's likely that that happens. I don't think that the bills are going to spend money on a slot receiver. I mean, they might for competition, but I mean, we're looking at mostly boundary receivers.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, there there
0: isn't a it's lot. It's tough. It's tough to find one
2: there. Yeah. So I,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they sign one, but it's not going to be a high level name that you know. Like it's probably going to be like, could you see, like we were talking about McCole Hardman. From KC last year, I could see them signing a McCole Hardman, you know, something like that, like a veteran free agent that's had, you know, some minimal success or like a placeholder for your high draft pick, like another player, like, you know, like we're talking like backup quarterback money, like three, four million. Like, yeah, sure. I could see them taking, I could see
2: him committing too much money. He's still very young. Like they're, they're going to be looking for somebody over 30 if that's the case.
0: Well, you mentioned Robert Woods, like I'd love Robert Woods back. I think a lot of Bills fans would. I think he's going to command too much money. He made sixteen million last year. There is no way he's going to go from that to like seven million. <laughs> you know, it's just unlikely. And I am not sure he would even be worth it to the Bills to to spend that. I think they take a flyer at some position or at some uh, at some player there, and they just yeah, that's they'll it. bring it's somebody. In, that
2: because they they it being one of their top two needs, they, they're definitely going to have to spend a, one of their higher draft picks on. Them receiver
0: yeah for sure for sure it's funny you know uh we were mentioning we talked a lot about uh the uh michael florio tweet last week from uh nfl network and then we talked about um you know the, the greg cosell clip where he's basically like you know uh the bills have josh allen stefan and a bunch of guys on offense john mike if you guys were to guess how many players on offense that the Bills had besides Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, which are respectively third. Josh Allen is the third of all quarterbacks, in, according to PFF grades. He's the third best quarterback in the league, and Stephon Diggs is the fifth best wide receiver in the league, according to PFF. Um, how many players they have in the top 20 at their respective positions besides those two players on the roster right now? If you guys had a guess, how many players on the offense? The Bills have in the top 20 at their prospective position. How many do you think there are? Mike, you want to go first? Two. Three. Two. Three. Oh, wow. Mike went or John went above thinking that it's actually one. It's one player. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I think I misunderstood the question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The
2: way you worded it sounded like it was already two with Allen and Diggs. And then, okay, so then maybe Mitch Morse will be the third. Like, I I, I got confused, I think.
0: Oh, so you meant how many – I meant how many more. Sorry. Uh, it was clear. It was well, clear. Well, then I would have guessed one clear- more. <laughs> Mitch Morse was my third, so I would have guessed one more. <laughs> what? Mike guessed two. Mike. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna give Mike the win on this one. Still, <laughs> it was clear, right? SBS. sometimes yes. <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> Mike's like you've never been more clear about anything in your entire life than that question I just got right. Um, <laughs> the only, the only one on the entire roster from 2022 that was within the top 20 at their position was not an offensive lineman, was not a tight end, was not another wide receiver. It was running back Devin Singletary. Free agent running back Devin Singletary was the 18th best running back graded on pro football focus. And it's kind of ironic because he's leaving the team. So, I mean, you're talking, just to give some numbers out here, just to realize how bad, like, some of the players are listed. A uh, pro football um,
2: focus sucks anyway, so. Well,
0: you like, yeah, it it, it, it depends. It, with their general grades I agree, but like, you know, it's good to see like where they stand as far as like I don't know, it's it's interesting because some of this lines up to like what Joe B had for his uh final twenty twenty two season grades. Like he had Roger Saffold listed as the like one of the worst players on the Buffalo Bills roster that he graded. And Roger Saffold is the seventy third out of seventy seven guards rated my pro football focus, I don't know how he made the Pro Bowl, but he was terrible based on both metrics. You well, have did, Ryan did, Bates. Didn't did the, did, like, the Ravens backup quarterback make the Pro Bowl? I mean, anybody can make the yeah, Pro Bowl. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> Not. Yeah, it's exact. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they're just looking for warm bodies at this point. <laughs> oh. Spencer, Spencer. I definitely thought you meant in addition.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My two were you... <laughs> Dawson Knox and Mitch Morris. <laughs>
0: mm. Uh yeah. Yeah. So well That was terribly worded. <laughs> terribly worded. Sorry about that. I do that. I do that. <laughs> it it happens. It's a it's a thing. Um Spencer Brown was a seventy third rated tackle out of eighty one. So seventy three out of eighty one. Dean Dawkins was a twenty fourth out of eighty one, so better. Not top twenty though. Um we mentioned Roger Saffold being the seventy third ranked guard out of seventy seven. Ryan Bates was the forty first, so still on the back end of the of the half of the league. Um, Mitch Morse was a twenty fourth ranked center out of thirty six. Uh you know, Dawson Knox was a twenty third ranked tight end. Now, mind you, some of this has to be taken with a grain of salt because you know, they ranked seventy seven guards for the guards, but you know, not all of them had uh, you know, played know 150 snaps or whatever the the minimum would that you would want to you know rank some of them might have played three snaps and got a ranking of like you know 89 out of 100 but it's like that doesn't really count so anyway some of this you have to take with a grain of salt but um, generally roughly you can tell if someone's bad or good and in this case there's a lot of bad players on the bills offense not bad but like not great not Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs level great, which we all knew that, but it's kind of interesting just to see more and more feedback kind of directing us. So when you're talking wide receiver too, like they're not going to be able to afford like, you know, a top ten, top fifteen, even you know wide receiver at that position. So they're going to have to draft. But offensive lineman, they might be able to get a player like that. So we're talking more guard, uh, interior offensive lineman. John, do you have a couple of names that uh, of players that? that you like that might be able to crack this top 20 or top 25? How about uh, Nate Davis from uh, Tennessee? I love Nate Davis. He is a projected... This is a very doable contract. He's projected on Pro Football Focus for four years um, for $32 million, which is $7.5 million per year, which is definitely doable if you're talking about protecting Josh Allen. He was. A, we talked about Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates being the 73rd in 41st ranked guard, Nate Davis was a 17th ranked guard by Pro Football Focus. He posted he earned a career best 66.8 pass blocking grade last season, um, in the last season of his rookie contract, which was a huge jump from uh, the season before that. Um, so yeah, he's he's getting there, man. He's he's got good protection, uh, run blocking. Um, yeah, he so, so pass protection. He's not as good at run blocking, but I mean, there's a guy that could that could uh, it could be another name. Yeah. Is there someone else you have on there? No, not really.
2: I, I have a list, I, but, like, uh, either they're too expensive or it's like, eh, I don't know, or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, He was, he was the one like, guy that I had highlighted. <laughs>
0: like the high, highest, like the guys that are going to demand a lot of money, like uh, Isaac Simulo from yep. the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to make around $11 million per year. So, again, like just ranked a couple of spots above nate davis that you just mentioned uh pro football focus has this cool uh stack called war which is uh wins above replacement which basically means uh it's a grades and snap data used to assign a win share value for each player above an immediately available player at his position so like um nate davis for example was the 31st ranked guard for war but Isaac Simulo was, like, the ninth-ranked guard for War, so, like, he was the 10th-ranked overall, ninth-ranked guard for War, so, like, he is one of the better ones, so War kind of gives you that that level of, like, you know, another good player, like, was Ben Powers from the um, the Ravens. Um, He took a huge leap this last year as a pass protector. So, I mean, if you're looking for a guy to spend money on, let's say they don't re-sign Tremaine Edmonds. Let's say they don't spend a ton of money on any specific position on defense. If they decide to go all in on offense, like Ben Powers is a guy from the Ravens, which you could definitely see. The only problem is, which might be a problem, might not be a problem, is he plays left guard. So now that forces Ryan Bates back to the right guard spot, which he wasn't as good at last year. Um, not terrible, but not as good as when he was at left guard. But, I mean, there's a guy, both guys, you know, we just mentioned would be huge upgrades over Roger Schaffold. I mean, I, almost any guy in the list, this list we're about to mention. Um, Will Hernandez, which played with the Giants and the Cardinals, um, he had a really good year this last season um, with the Cardinals. Um, but it was the first season he actually played guard because he was drafted as a tackle. So you're talking a guy who is a 30th-ranked guard, again, above Saffold and Ryan Bates, the 22nd-ranked guard for war, wins above replacement. He had the best pass-blocking grade of his career in 2022 as a guard. And you could get him potentially for $4 million a year. So you're talking Ryan Bates-level contract. And for me, like if you don't get any of the guys that we just mentioned, like Will Hernandez is a really good guy that you could uh, could come up with um, on – you know, day two or day three of free agency, you know, when all the really stud guys have been taken and, uh, you sign them for a one or two year contract and also draft a guy and you're set. You have your starter set and you actually for once in your life have depth. So options. I think next week, what we'll do is we'll give some options for the rest of the needs that are on our list. That includes safety, middle linebacker, defensive tackle, defensive end, and then uh, running back, and, uh, and I think we're going to end on that one. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, um, thank you guys all for listening. Um, unless you guys, Mike and John, have any final thoughts, I think we're just going to sign off, and we're going to talk more free agents next week. And maybe we'll have more information on cap relief or whatever and go from there. So for John?
2: Hey, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Leslie Frazier and uh, defensive coordinator oh, yeah. for next year?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't lead off with that. Jeez, um, Mike, what do you think? I feel like we I, I, we kind of dominated the conversation talking about free agents. Uh, were you? I think we we're all surprised by it. Is it a quiet firing? It's. I mean, they did. They mentioned he would come back to coaching in 2024, but they didn't say he was coming back to coach for the Bills in 2024. So I feel like that's they 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 said at the combine. Now this goes to what John said. You got to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like, they wouldn't tell you exactly. But they said it was definitely not a firing. Like, this was his... his wh- If you're going to fire the guy, why would you wait until, you know, a month after you lose or the season's over with or whatever, right? Like, why would you wait that long?
2: But he also doesn't have a contract, right?
0: Uh, it says his contract had not expired. Let's see what Bean said. We won 13 games. It's easy for us to sit here and question Dorsey. Everyone's a Monday morning quarterback or Leslie Frazier. Why do he blitz more? Blah blah blah. Plus, like, if Bean's they were going to get suggested... rid of
2: him, like, get rid of him sooner, so that they could have picked up one of these other guys that already got hired.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was a firing, just based on the timing of it. I think if they I'm were, I'm wondering to fire, if it would... was
2: like, I'm wondering if it was like a health or and or family thing that's going on.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the f- the the fact that he was leaving though? What was your initial thought? Were you thinking, "Oh, this is great," or "This is this is going to stink for 2023? Because I'll be honest, I didn't think that this was going to be bad. Um, but again, it's just like I wish I wish that they would have had more time to find a coordinator instead of just hiring the senior defes- defensive assistant Al Holcomb and you know go from there. It's uh, you know I don't really like anyone on the offense this will, but that's the good thing about having sean mcdermott as your head coach is he can be the defensive coordinator too for now
2: yeah i mean yeah he is defensive-minded right like so that's i mean we mentioned before like that what when just before they lost in the playoffs he was the last defensive-minded coach left um so that part doesn't worry me as much i mean the offense was already worried me more than defense as it was um but you'd like to keep the consistency there, if you could. And they're already losing um, two of their top six defenders in Poyer and in Edmonds.
0: Could it be possible the defense gets better without Poyer and Edmonds, and then just with Sean McDermott calling the defense? It's possible. I mean, unlikely, <laughs> unlikely, unlikely. But it's we'll see. I'm not sure how much better Sean McDermott is as a play caller. I think I think he might be better. Uh, I remember when he took over Leslie Frazier's duties, like I think it was 2017 or 2018 and he called a pretty good game cause the defense was getting away from Leslie and then all of a sudden he took over the duties and like, he called a good game and then he gave it back to Leslie Frazier and then the bill started to, to click again. But I remember thinking like, oh, the defense did pretty good under Sean. I, I just hate to see it affect
2: his other duties. Right like if he's so focused at that point on the defense and calling the plays that other things get away from him.
0: You'd rather him concentrate on game management as opposed to worrying about game management and play management, play calling, all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's trying to run, you know, manage all the coaches as well. All the assistant coaches on the offense and defense, and all the coordinators, you know, I mean, he's trying to do all of these things while also calling plays. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I mean, coaches do it, right? Like, some coaches do call plays. But I don't know if that would be my preference. I mean, if he can do it, then great. But, you know, be concerning, potentially.
0: Yeah, they might, they might still hire someone. Like, it's still a possibility they might hire a defensive coordinator. They didn't rule that out. And, they, you know, and they might hire one next year. Maybe it becomes too much for Sean. And they do end up hiring one next year. And you end up getting a good one. Mike, what did you think about it? I
2: was surprised. It sounded like the Bills were surprised, but more power to them. Like you said, you don't know people's
0: uh, personal situations, health. Not for nothing, but, like, he could be in his 60s, and his parents could be, like, you know, sick. Like you don't, you, like you say, you don't know the situation, and maybe he's caring for them. Like, I've had coworkers in their 60s that, you know, we should all be so lucky, right? But, like, they, they had coworkers, or you know, they've had their parents, you know, where they're trying to take care of them, their day-to-day stuff, and... You know that you could try and get him situated and it's just too much to, to handle with that. And that doesn't include like it could be a sickness of a daughter or a cousin or who knows? Or that's just one facet, but yeah. You never know. You never know.
2: Do you think they promote somebody internally for, for next year or bring somebody in? Or they do like uh maybe they do like an assistant something or other. I don't know.
0: John, I'm so glad you asked this question. I'll tell you why because I put a, a, a poll up on Twitter who would take over the position, the, the duties of play calling um, after Leslie Frazier's departure. And my options were McDermott, Holcomb, which is the new senior defi- uh, assistant that they, that they announced he, they were hiring right before Leslie Frazier announced that he was stepping away, or at least the Bills announced that Leslie Frazier was stepping away. Um, Eric Washington, who is a defensive line coach and former defensive coordinator for the Panthers, or some other person like Bobby Badgett, Bobby Babich. I should say Babbage. That sounded like a swear word. Bobby Babbage, uh, from out or someone else from outside. And McDermott was the number one. Uh seventy three percent of people said McDermott was gonna take over the play calling duties, and then sixteen percent number two said uh, Holcomb, Al Holcomb was gonna take over. So um I don't think they hire anyone. I think it's too late. I think that I think McDermott just rolls with it. What do you think? Agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Or he Mm -hmm. shares it with Al Holcomb, and maybe this is just like an interim, like, is he good enough to become the defensive coordinator? Maybe if he is, he gets the official title next season.
2: Well, he could be the defensive coordinator and McDermott calls the plays, and then if he shows enough, then he turns it over to him to call the plays the next season, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good question, though, John. I thought you were gonna sign off. You got this other question. This was great. It's great. Well, you yeah.
2: said if we if we're forgetting, you know, missing something or whatever. Well, now Before I feel like we I missed... sign off. So <laughs> I, I was like, oh like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we forgot I... something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have led the podcast with it. I feel like I, I missed like four other things. Mike, John, what else have I missed? Anything? Chat GBT. Are they gonna say? We're gonna try to do that more often with just like some way, shape, or form of like adding in the AI bot. To asking some questions, so first round pick for at Oliver, straight from the mouth of ChatGPT. So thank you guys all for listening. Signing off for John. Hey, what do you guys think about? Uh, nice. No, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Go Bills. <laughs> for Mike, go Bills. And for me, Nate. Hopefully they sign one of the twenty-five people that we mentioned tonight. And uh, I love you guys too. And go Bills. <laughs>
1: I'm alone!